Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 53 of the Roost Cheese Radio Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Schmidt, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy. You guys know him. You love him, Mr. Brodinky. Bro, what's going on, my friend? Schmidt, I am tired. All right. <laughs> I it's saw been, the stories. I saw it's the stories. been a weekend, to say the least. I know. I know. I'm not going to lie. I thought my watch fair weekend was my hopes were dashed and there was some drama i'll get into this there was some drama in broland and um okay thankfully things turned out for the better but i've had a weekend and uh <laughs> you can yeah. see the bags under the eyes and uh yeah for sure it was, it was a rough morning but thankfully i i actually wound up with today off so that was good <laughs> that's amazing yeah that, that that is always good a nice long day to actually physically recover um which is uh been uh been pretty great but uh, first and foremost, how are you, Papa Bear? Congrats for all you who don't know. Schmidt <laughs> welcomed a little one into this little, wonderful a world of ours. Schmitty into the world. Yeah. So um, yes. Yeah, so um, shocker, uh, little number two baby uh, came early uh, by a few weeks. So we were not expecting this, nor were we fully prepared for this. But uh, a lot of family stuff was going on. Uh, there were some funeral things that I had to do earlier this week oh, last gosh. week and yeah so it was kind of just like everything all at once um but you know what it was it was actually uh it could you know is as poor of timing as it was it was also the best timing too so um baby's healthy mama's healthy uh now schmidt's gonna have a very hard time recording but you know what we're gonna figure it out now that we have two babies and a newborn so we're gonna be good you getting any uh paternity leave out of that <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm taking some time. I have I have to. I, I mean, if to. not, I would be a complete vegetable when it comes to like work. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking a few weeks. Um, so we'll be able to 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 get situated and make sure everybody's on their feet before we jump into it. So amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. Before we get into this weekend's shenanigans, uh, we we'll do our, our our little new releases as we do on this show. Uh, this is one you sent me. It's a Bell and Ross. It's, uh, you know, this is kind of how I always feel about Bell and Ross being a little late to the party. <laughs> it's the BRX5. It is a, if this one comes in, sorry, two configurations. I know it comes in black, but it, they're, they're showing off the ice dial, which is everybody's favorite shade of blue. Of course. Yeah. How could, how could it not be? And it, it's sort of in the same current configuration as the BR05. That squarish case with the very steel sports look, that yeah. uh, H-Link bracelet. The dial is actually pretty cool. I mean, it has a PR at the nine. It has uh, kind of an elongated date window at three where you can see the multiple dates, and it's got an arrow pointing to the the center of the three dates to yeah. make sure you know which one it is. And other than that, it kind of has this the steel sports aesthetic from Bell & Ross that everybody kind of knows. I actually kind of like the look that they put on this, but... This one is a little too 2021 for my liking, I guess. Again, it's it's a very cool watch. Um, it's really that integrated bracelet that yeah. Tiffany dialed that everyone's so so after. And there's actually a few different configurations. So there was the the ice blue, which is really, as you mentioned, gonna get all the press coverage. Literally, it's everywhere. Um, it's on bracelet that's integrated. It can be also be on an integrated rubber strap, which also further emphasizes the blue. Yeah. But this is a, a big first uh, for Bell & Ross because it is a 
basically their first manufacturer caliber. That's yes. a chronometer movement. Yes, it is. So um, a new case, new type of complication for Bell & Ross, new design. I, and honestly, you know, looking at this, this is the most Bell & Ross, but anti-Bell & Ross that I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, like it's it, it has a lot of that kind of that design that they've been doing for several years now. But when I look at this watch, to me, it looks nothing like the Bell & Ross that everyone fell in love with so many years ago. Yeah. It's certainly a, a new evolution of this. Um, what's also interesting, and you didn't mention this, so there's two steel models. One's with black dye, one's the ice blue. There's also a carbon case version. You did mention that to me. Which is a black and orange. It's very cool. Very like Formula One-esque in terms of its style. It looks fantastic. But the thing that's interesting about this, so this is a manufacturer caliber. It's done by the movement manufacturer Kinesi which for those of you that are at home that know, Kinesi's kind of been exploding in the, in the movement world. Um, they started out as a partnership between Tudor, I believe Breitling and Chanel to make their movements. And since then, they've expanded to Norcane, yep. to Tag, and now to Bell & Ross. And what's interesting about this watch is it's a power reserve indicator with a date complication at 3 o'clock. And what I find so interesting about this is Kinesi also made the movement, the first ever chronometer movement for Tudor. And that was a power reserve at nine o'clock with a, th with a date at three o'clock. Interesting. Well. So that would be the North flag. Yeah. That would be the North flag. So I'm wondering if for some reason, this Bell and Ross movement is somehow loosely based off of the Kinesi movement that would have been in the Tudor. Very interesting. I like where your head's at there, Schmitty. I mean, it just makes sense, right? Especially because the North Flag is not an actual watch in the collection anymore. Tudor doesn't necessarily have exclusivity to that movement, right? It would make sense. It's now open, fair game. So why not do it in the Bell and Ross? Absolutely. Good point. Move on to one that I am going to be a fan of because it's right up. It's inside baseball for pro. <laughs> it's uh, the Grand Seiko SBGY027. Uh, it's got a very Japanese nickname. It's uh, Kara Sansui. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but this watch, it's it looks familiar. They, they made one very similar to it. It's a... Uh, it was a radial, I don't know what you call it. There were ridges on the dial. Yeah. And they were perfectly radial out from the center. Now they've taken those, that radiation and they've swirled it. I don't even know how to describe this, but it looks insane. It's supposed to look like a Zen garden, like how they do okay, all those crazy sense. kind yeah, of the sand. Very, yeah. The sand lines, very intricate, meticulous, all done by hand. Yeah, I would Some love to of... see this thing in person. It it yeah. probably looks nuts. Uh, it's hard to, it's really hard to put into words. I'll be I'll be honest with you, but it's <laughs> it's very cool. Check it out. SBGY zero two seven, and uh, it's thirty nine mils, ten point two thick. It's a spring drive without the power indicator on the front. So yeah, a lot of people are fans of that. I mean, it looks amazing. Again, it's a Grand Seiko. It's a dial that they do. There's a lot of season stuff that they're doing, as you mentioned, too, or, or, or as we talked about before we recorded this. Um, there's also that newer version that came out with the white dial and the nine link bracelet. Um, man, yeah, that I'm was a, though. That, that's a play on the Omi Watari 
It's supposed to yes. be some sort of a tribute to Lake Sua, I guess, when it ices over. And yeah, now they have it on a nine link and it looks completely different from the other one they had that was a little it, more blue. Yeah, and it's kind of much more sporty too on the nine link. Yes. And again, a very thin watch. I think it's a manual one caliber. Am I am I wrong in that assumption? You know, I know the other Omiwatari was a spring drive, so that might be a spring drive. Okay, okay. That, that wouldn't make sense. But regardless, very beautiful looking watch. A Grand Seiko I would actually own. But, you know, I'm just wondering, is like, are we going to, is the is the season stuff going to get played out? It's kind of like I remember in 2015 when there was all these sides of the moon from Omega. Like blue side, white side, gray side, dark side. Listen, man, there... even 151 Pokemon were not enough. They had to expand that thing out. So who the hell knows? I mean, but man. There's so many like, and for me, it, if you if you just want to do colors, cool, nobody cares. But the fact that it always has to be tied to some type of like season at some point, I'm just like, we did a dial that mimics the clouds on the on the sun ray finish, you know, like, guys, it's a blue dial. <laughs> you know what I, I think, mean? I think it's their attempt to remain like whimsical. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's obviously an art form for romance, right? Like this is how we we see the inspiration. We can see it across the landscape that is Japan. We have all these different seasons and beautiful different architecture and things like that that are harmonious, and we want to evoke that in the dial. I totally get that. But it made sense the first few times that we had seasons. You know, we did the spring season, summer, like those. I I got it. But now we just keep doing them. And they're in different complications, different configurations, but they're all sometimes kind of the same patterning in some ways. I know it's kind of a little bit of a, of a broad stroke there, but at some point, I just wonder if we're, we're going to get too tired of the seasons. Well, eventually they'll have to move on from that, but I think they'll beat that horse till it's absolutely dead and cash in on it before it's over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, on to one I'm actually pretty excited about. Uh, the Breitling Chronomat 40 GMT. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. This, this is, is a very good one. good one. So previously they offered this watch in some kind of extreme sizes, right? They had like a 44 down to like a 32. They really didn't have much. I think they might have had a 36. Yeah, 36 nothing for sure. in between. No. So this and 30, 40. And that 36 is really marketed more as almost like a ladies watch. They do that a lot. I don't respect yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either, because I mean, totally a guy could wear a thirty-six. It's it's a very you know Plenty classic size, you know, classic size for sure. But I think this is this is a great looking watch, and especially yeah. with the GMT complication, I really think the GMTs are going to be that new complication. So many brands are going to be focusing on. We saw this kind of started out with the Seiko, right earlier this year, and that kind of yes. like that kind of solidified like okay, GMTs are in, and now everything's GMT, right? But I think this watch is one that makes sense. I think it's going to be certainly very well received. The price point is good. The sizing is fantastic. And it's on a it's on a killer bracelet. That like, Rulo, you, man. I mean, that Rulo bracelet's awesome. And the thing I love about it is it doesn't look like anything else. Like, that is quintessentially Breitling. Like, say what you want. That is a bracelet that they developed. That was their own design. And this watch... Is a Breitling to me. It's it's an iconic design, Breitling. Does that make sense? Well, so many times we ding people for being derivative or not 
kind of exactly in their own design language. This clearly is a Breitling and it's a modern Breitling. Right. So, you know what? I think we got to give credit where credit is due and just, you know, give them an applause here. Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. I really do. I think it's a good looking watch. I love the color, the color dials that they came out with, because, again, they're doing stuff that's very in vogue. There's an anthracite. There's a there's a white polar kind of dial. There's a nice dark blue. There's a green black, all very neutral colors could be worn by men or women. Um I think this is a rocking watch. I think there's a few also without GMT that are like um like diamond set versions or something like that. That's about right. Um I you know I didn't focus on those too much, but I think that these are killer for sure. Very cool, very cool. And so with that, we'll move on to the festivities. <laughs> <laughs> well, your festivities. Yes, I had to live my festivities. Yeah, through yeah. The I had to I had to kind of keep you in, in the loop. Which oh was- man, it was uh I'm glad that you did because we were stuck at the hospital for so long. Oh, I know that one, man. Oh, even even when, especially so when they were during recovery, because the drama passes and then you're just like deflated. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, they just wouldn't let us leave. They wouldn't let us leave. And it was just, you know, my wife is exhausted. I was exhausted. And just where we were, there was no way to get like comfortable. I mean, because you're sleeping on like the most uncomfortable pull out couch thing you've ever seen in yep. your life. <laughs> and my wife is like, this bed is horrible. It, it was just a thing. So, uh, yeah. But I was living vicariously through you and all of our friends that were doing the watch stuff because that was that was fantastic to see. Yeah. So starting off, for those who didn't catch it, um, I did mention this previously on the show. I was asked to be a part of a panel in conjunction with Red Bar Global at Windup. Yes. For pretty much the first day. I think it was the first panel, to be honest. I know it was, yeah, it was, it was 1.30 yeah. Friday afternoon. And uh, so Kathleen from Red Bar hit me up. You know, tremendous honor there. And I'll, I'll give you a funny story about that. Um, so I was, at, I was at the Risk Check Pod meetup. And this is how I, I probably almost shot myself down. I was at the risk check pod meetup, right? They're, they're handing out free champagne. You know, I, I went after work, so I'm a little tired, but I'm walking around. I'm talking to people, had a little bubbly in me. And I see Kathleen out of the corner of my eye and I'm, I'm in a conversation with some people. And, you know, the risk check guys are very uh, close with Kelly Yak from uh, Watches of Switzerland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I, somebody mentioned her and while we were talking and I see Kathleen coming and I'm like, all right, I want to say hi to her. You know, she's always very friendly to me. She she liked my post. This is before we discussed any of this. And I'm like, all right, so I'm going to dip out of this conversation real quick, break off and act, you know, very genuinely in this direction. So I peel off and I go, Kelly. And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> face palm. I was like, oh, I was no. just talking about Kelly. I was like, red bar. You are red bar. Now watch Switzerland. She's like, yeah. So almost dashed my own hopes there, but she was very, very kind, you know, didn't, didn't hold it against me. And obviously <laughs> uh, made a lasting impression enough to be invited to this. So that was cool. Uh, big thanks to her and uh, red bar for having me, but it was a pretty cool little panel. It was actually me and one of the guys from risk check pod. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, one of the Blake's Blake Mallon from morning wound. Yeah. Kathleen um, moderated it, I guess is what you call it. And okay. then, um, Another person, Snay, she's a little more like fashion oriented, but also very cool, very sweet. We had a, a, a lot of fun, all of us on stage there. And uh, it was a great conversation. It was a lot of just about collecting and kind of from everything from sort of starting out and finding your voice to relationships you build to 
you know, the community, right. And like kind of the ups and downs and, um, how to navigate that from a, a perspective, like an external perspective, maybe, okay. you know, I, I don't think everybody is necessarily into the hobby as much as like the real watch freaks are. Like, I think from that perspective, everybody knows all the inside jokes and everything and all the, the nuances, but for people who are either a little bit outside, like I just like watches or I just got into this. I can always tell because sometimes I'll have a very inside baseball meme and they'll just be like, what, what do you mean? And, and you know, people will explain it and in, yeah. in, in due time it'll come out, but it's a reminder that not everybody is, is waist deep. Yeah. Right? Some people are only up yeah. to their ankles, which is fun. And you know what? That's a very fun time. And I tell people to enjoy that. Cause I think that was probably the most fun time, the most fun I had getting into things. <laughs> the blissful ignorance before the entire world just got turned upside down. You're like, Oh crap, I'm broke. Yeah, but it was very cool. Um, I know it was live streamed. I don't know if it got recorded. There was definitely a, a very fancy camera there, but I, I don't know what purpose that was for or who who was running it. Um, but I, I did get a few laughs. Uh, one of the uh, the question at the end, it was sort of just an off the cuff question. It was like, oh, you know, if you're if you're at, let's say you're at a, a meetup, you're having a great time, and there's somebody across the room you want to talk to or something, and uh, who would it be and and why? And I, you know, come off come up with a person off the top of your head, and I was like, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? And I was like. Shatner, right? Shatner's Ooh. a watch. He's a watch dude, right? He's he's. I've said before yes. here that I, I've heard him talk about watches on podcasts that have nothing to do with watches, and obviously he's been to space. He's got some space flown stuff, so that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, and then I got to ask him about his music career and be like, you know, dog, are you serious or are you just playing around? Like, I got to know. <laughs> people were <people laughs> dying. I was like, all right, good. I, I I had to get some laughs out of it, right? Let's. Like, I know. I know. You are you are the laugh master. I'm you know like, so. But it's you know it's hard to it's hard to be serious and want to be taken seriously, but also be funny. It's a you know it's a it's a give and take. Yeah, but um, absolutely. But that but that was also sort of like what what I, I I tried to drive home on the panel was like because they they talk about you know obviously I have to to be funny you have to toe the line a little bit. Yeah. But how do you not be mean? Like th that's exactly whenever I, I hear really famous comedians talk about it, they're like, you have to get as close to the line as possible without crossing it. And that is how funny happens. <laughs> but I get that. Like that's, that was, that's what I strive for. Right. I have to get close to the line. I have to, I can tweak people, but I can't offend them because then you're just a douche. Right. So that was kind of part of what I was putting out there, but um, yeah, it was a good panel. Had a lot of fun. Um, met some people that knew who I was afterwards, which was pretty cool. You know, some people stopped me and wanted to chat and things like that. People from either live people, actually a lot of people tune into those live streams, I guess I more people than I thought. Really? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how they knew what I looked like. And I was like, Oh, all right, that's neat. So like I, I, was, <laughs> I was talking to people and, uh, and, and uh, Kathleen actually brought it up like in, in passing on the, on the, the stream. And I was like, Oh God, please don't. Like, <laughs> That's but uh, but I, was like, nah, I was like i was like it's just a good time i was like we just you know shoot the breeze we don't really talk about watches solely yeah but i was like during the pandemic we had nothing to do you weren't allowed you weren't allowed to socialize so that was our socialization you, you know you yeah or a scotch crack a beer and you just hang out you know and yeah it was it was a virtual meetup you know it was, it was more like, or less yeah that's that's really what it was designed to be and and it was just kind of like off the cuff but it was design, you know, just a virtual meetup between. And what's funny is this weekend you finally got to meet some of the people that you've been doing live streams with for two years. Yeah, 
pretty crazy. Isn't that weird? Very, very weird. It's so weird to me. Very weird. But uh, it was it was really a good time though. We had a lot of fun. Um, and then I, you know, I started running into people I knew. The first guy I ran into was Tom, stuntman Tom. Oh no way! Yeah, first guy. I'm like Tom. I ran over. I, I hit him on the shoulder. I was like, "What's up?" I was like, "I got to get downstairs. I'm 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 getting close to you know go time." I was like, "But how do you come over and say hi, man?" Like so, you know, we shot shot, shot the shit for a little bit. Um, That's awesome. And then he came down and he watched the panel, which is pretty cool. So ran into Tom. Um, obviously, I met all the Warner Wild guys, and and they were amazing. They were all super nice. They were great. Just hanging out, just talking. You know, talked a little bit, watched a little little about just the show and the space is way better. I don't know if you've ever been to New York's mm. where the Chelsea market, where it used to be. No, 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 no. It but I was, remember it was kind of very small. It was wall to wall, man. Between the okay. booths and the standing room, it was very wall to wall. And you know, it got very sweaty in there and stuff. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. space was, Oh my God. High ceilings, plenty of room to walk around. It was really, really nice, but it still looked like there was quite a bit, of people there for sure oh there was there was okay. yeah, and, yeah but but it was cool at least you could actually get to the booths which i appreciate <laughs> it wasn't just a bunch of tables and everyone just huddled around stealing watches in front of everybody yeah. else. yeah i mean th- there was still a little bit of that but yeah <laughs> but uh but at least yeah i walked in and the first guy i went up to, to zodiac said hi to mike pearson uh i i wore uh, the zodiac on a on a pink nice. strap there so nice I had to go say hi to him that was cool uh i saw john from brew obviously He's been in the live stream a couple times, so he knows what I look like. You know, I was like, "Oh, what's up?" You know, that was cool. Did, did you did you drop the Brudinky again? No, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to force it, but I feel like it's uh, in the cards. John, <laughs> come on, buddy. The Brudinky. Let's. I mean, come on. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah, uh, I ran into uh, Everton, Everton and Andrew from Forty and Twenty. That's always a good time. Oh, Had man, said hi no to them. Way. They were with Debbie. I don't know if you know Debbie, but yeah, 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 they were yeah, with her. Sure. So that was cool. I had a quick uh, quick chat with them. That was really great. They were there all weekend. And then, uh, yeah, just I saw so many people that I recognized from just walking around. Like, I'm not a big person to stop people a lot of times. I'll let them do what they're doing, whether they're, you know, a brand, whether they're a rep, whether they're a brand owner, whether they're yeah. just, you know, a face. I don't generally... Uh, like fangirl out on people like that because I don't always know if they want the attention. Like I don't, I don't want to trigger other people. Yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. Like I'll do that a lot. Like when I every once in a while I'll run into like a celebrity in New York City and I'll just kind of give them like the nod, like I know who you are, but I'm not gonna blow you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because all of a sudden you create a swarm, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they're just trying to live their life, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, but funny story about Friday. So, I I might get myself in a little hot water with this one, but here's how my my hopes for this weekend almost got dashed in the first place so it's about a week and a half out and i'm like all right it's a good time i'll uh i'll ask the boss if i can you know take a half day friday or something oh yeah yeah you tell me so a little bit of the story. before i even get to that he's like next weekend ah uh, uh let me tell you my wife's getting her hip operated on and replaced and uh i'm gonna be out so i'm gonna need you here all weekend and i'm like you just said all weekend yeah so about that so about that (laughs) so friday we did we didn't have a crazy day we just had our usual uh day and night service so i was like all right if i could go in the morning i'll get things squared away i'll touch base with everybody so they know their deal and then i'm just gonna let them know i'm gonna dip for a little 
<laughs> oh, so I told enough okay. people. I left. I went and did the panel, walked around wide up for a little bit, and then hightailed it back in very slow fashion because New York traffic took me two hours to go 25 miles, which was phenomenal. Oh my gosh. No, it was horrific. But <laughs> but so Jesus. I managed to to snake that one in there. Because these opportunities don't come along every other day. Yeah, so. absolutely. This is not a, you know, this is this is one of those things that like if you don't if you don't if the door gets opened and you don't step through the door, no, huge mistake. So I mean, yeah, even if I even if I got confronted, I would have to be like, look, once in a lifetime. Yep. Can't pass it up. Yep. You know, so that was how that happened, and then so I went up working all day Saturday, day and night, and then after that, I sailed it back to the city. Uh, some friends some of which we know from online from the mm-hmm. live streams uh yeah. they happen to all be going to the oris cocktail party which was at a, a pretty fun location it was at this place it's i believe it's called the trailer park lounge okay so the inside literally it literally looks like a trailer park like it oh, <laughs> looks awesome. like, a, like a white trash bar but perfectly <laughs> like perfect for our crowd like the crowd that was in there great space for that yeah, yeah. a lot of people there uh, our buddy Nick Strab Habit was there, so I got to hang out with him. That was a lot of fun. Oh man! Obviously, cool. we were both rocking the pink. Um, yeah, you got to. I mean, like that's that's the watch to wear, or that's the strap to wear right now for sure. Yeah, and dude, a lot of people approached him about it. He would, he said over the weekend, a lot of people stopped and were like, "Oh, is that the 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 Strap Habit Brodinky strap?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." Obviously, he got to be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm the Strap Habit." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am the habit of your straps. <laughs> so that was that's cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, he 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 got to do that. He brought the uh, that uh hoyer that he shows on it it's like that panda hoyer yeah yeah yeah. oh looks so good it's the vintage one right? yeah i got i got to hold yeah. it it was, it was awesome and so um, sick so sick yes yeah, so we had that talking point going uh i met up with peter and kelly there i was really cool for those who wow. don't know what i'm talking about on her own time kelly who was on our pod way early on um they were a lot of fun had a great time with them and Kristen. uh from vinyls and dials right? yes vinyls and dials uh your authorized dealer, the the other meme guy, Alex, he was there. He was very gracious. For, you know, it's funny. Whenever I go to these things, like like I say, it's always very awkward introducing myself as Brodinky, but I, I guess I've I've become accustomed to it now. Yeah. <laughs> but I if it seems like I always have somebody who kind of like ushers me around is like, you know who this is? And I'm like, all right, good. At least I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy's a goat. Okay. So it was pretty neat. You know, it, you know, they had some, some past hors d'oeuvres and stuff. They had uh they made a good margarita, which was really nice. I had a really good time. I, I got to hang out with the the guys from Oris, uh VJ, Josh. They were just, you know, they're salt of the earth. They're they're just great dudes. Oh, you hung out with Josh. Yeah. So I, I got to finally meet them face to face because my interaction with them happened obviously during pandemic times. Yeah. So I got to, you know, I got to thank VJ personally for the Oris donation. You know, I I got to meet Josh. We we had a fun conversation. All good there. A uh, lot of fun. And again, I, I thankfully I got to thank them for having us because <laughs> when we walked in, me and Nick go in, and I, I think it was the owner. He goes, he's like, "Whoa, guys, private party tonight!" And I was like, "Nick, this this is the one we're here for, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "He's like, no, no, we're here for that." He's like, "Who is it?" I was like, "Oris." He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, come in." I was like, "Thank God, man! I almost got bounced." <laughs> <laughs> how uncool would it have been to have oh, bounced? <laughs> i've never almost flexed that you know who i am but i almost did <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious yeah and the uh the wrist check pod guys were there and uh watch cringe came up from texas 
I know they've been everywhere. Yeah. God bless, man. They're making their rounds, but we had a good time with them too. We had a lot of fun. I, uh, I brought up to Brendan how his dad gave us a shout out on his pod. <laughs> the ultimate troll. No, that was good though. We had a, we had a good laugh over that. That was really, really that fun. is so funny, but it's just, it's, it's so, it's so, it, it's so weird, but so funny and flattering at the same time. Yeah. Um, and you know who traveled really well, man, Car- Carolina watch club. I think every single member was up here. Seriously. I swear to God, I met almost everybody I've ever interacted with online. Maybe minus no way. my buddy, Brian. And I saw, I saw the channel. watch that you posted. Did you post on a story? The, yeah. the, the tutor, right? The so, tutor. So strangely enough, uh, myself being a Lee, there are more than one other Lee's in the Carolina watch club. So that's like a, a running <laughs> joke we have now. But one of them approached me was like, oh, I know you. I was like, oh, dude, I, we've talked so many times. I looked down. I'm like, that's the Carolina Watch Club. Pelagos. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, let me get this. I got to take a picture of it. So I sent it yeah. to all the other guys. <laughs> I was like, that's look so what awesome. I got. But it's that's so cool. So awesome. but it's so cool that they got that collab done, man. I don't even know how that's possible. You know, the way it was described to me was kind of just pure luck. And I guess that's how those things kind of come about. And I'm super jealous. I know, dude. Like, can you imagine how how amazing that watch is? Just amazing for a brand to, to actually go out and do that. So and I, cool. I, you know, in talking to, to one of them, I was like, how do you not wear that every single day? Like it's a personalized tutor. I know. I was like, I wouldn't even own another watch. I feel like I would have that maybe like maybe one other watch and just call it a day. Like it's, I know. it's your own personalized tutor. And like they have, I know it's so the, nuts. The aspects on it are so cool. Like this, the Carolina watch club logo is loomed. And I know I can't remember is what it really, it, yeah, it is. And I can't oh, remember what it more is. Badass. I can't remember what it is, but there's a significance with how the certain numbers on the bezel are loomed specifically i can't remember what they are but there's definitely a significance they explained it to me and i was like dude that is so cool and obviously it's that's even more amazing (laughs) that's even more amazing so it was really now i'm like extra jealous i'm still waiting for one day when someone's like you know what rowan schmidt i'm gonna make you a pair of wrist cheese radio watches we're gonna fly out to the factory I would, I would just, I would love it. I would love it so much. I don't care what it would cost. I would love for you to, you and I to have a, a, a set piece unique Richie's radio watch. I think it would be so sick. So after as fun as that was after that, somehow we all got convinced to go to Koreatown for karaoke. I've made that mistake before. Yeah. Even the Oris <laughs> bear came. So that was dope. <laughs> I've made, I've, can you imagine because like this is New York City, so it's not like everyone's just picking up a car. Could you imagine the Uber that pulls up and like, all right, guys, uh, I gotta put this in the back. <laughs> and they, like, carried it up, they carried it up like four flights of stairs. I mean, but, but do you but do you understand like how how ridiculously insane that is? To be like, hey, uh, so this gigantic bear, it's a mascot, is gonna come. He's been to Yankee Stadium. He's a, he's a New Yorker. I know. He he is a New Yorker. He's an icon <laughs> at this point. But my point is, it's just like, like nobody drives. There's not like a U-Haul taking him anywhere. Like, so this is somebody probably calling an Uber, you know, an Uber XL or something like that. And like, all right, we're going to put this giant bear in the back. Hopefully it fits. You know what I mean? And who's responsible for the bear? Oh, I don't know. But I was just like, Josh? wow, probably. <laughs> is it Josh? He took a lot of pictures with it. It probably was. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it was it was just a great time. All I know is I got I got home at three thirty in the morning. So, oh, yeah, I got home one piece. All good. You know, no issues. Thank God at that time of night. Finally, New York traffic subsides. So 
<laughs> it, has to, it has to sleep sometime. Yeah, I know, right? The city that, that never sleeps has to eventually actually sleep. Yeah, it's literally between like three and five, and then that's it. And then all of a sudden it starts up getting no, sick. Yeah, trust me. But uh, yeah, amazing, amazing time. I, I really, I wanted to go back today even, but uh, between being tired and my wife was having a little bit of a, a meltdown with the kids, I was like, uh, you know what? As much as I want to go back and see everybody again and, and make the rest of the rounds at the booths, because I didn't get to stop at every booth and I don't think everybody who was there who I wanted to see yeah. was there yet. But I was like, ah, all right. I was like, I guess I'll just, I'll just play it cool today. But yeah, I mean, and uh, and hopefully, you know, at some future windups, you know, we can we can go together and 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 do our thing. So definitely, and I will say though, I did stop at a few booths that that I've been dying to stop at. I got to see the Citizen Titanium, the new. Oh, one. I know, I was so jealous. It's when you, good. When it's some... really good. Oh, Citizen it's USA. Feather light. I would love to review it, Citizen USA. I would love to review it. Feather I would give light. an honest. I would give an honest review. And you know what's think, funny is I, 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 would, I, like I also it. wonder, I wonder how many, I was wondering how many of the people at the booths, especially the smaller ones, because obviously the bigger brand booths, it's probably not, but the smaller booths are smaller operations. And I assume some of those people run the social media accounts. So I've definitely spoken with them before. And I wanted to be like, <laughs> yeah, we, we probably talked just to let you know, but like while I was handling things, because again, I don't go up and introduce myself as yeah. I just act like a normal person and converse with them. Well, and, and I think that's also more more genuine anyway. It's like, first and foremost, you are who you are. Rodinkis is your social media yeah. account. You know what I mean? Like you are an actual person outside of outside of Instagram. So I think you know, for me, I've never been a title dropper. You know, like if it comes up, okay, fine, we'll we'll talk about it. But it's not something that I like to go to first. Yeah, and I don't want you know, I don't want special treatment. I want the experience everybody else gets exactly <laughs> exactly so i tried on that citizen it is dope it is super light uh i would definitely consider getting one of those i know a lot of people complain it's actually too light i don't know how that's possible you know that's that even when i was selling watches that was a that was a complaint it didn't matter what brand what manufacturer didn't matter it was always one of the complaints for people that were not used to titanium because a lot of people, when you have a luxurious watch, you have a watch made by, by a nice brand, typically there's a heft to it. So mentally, people associate the heftiness of it with the quality of it as well. So because there is inherently less heftiness because of the material that's used, subconsciously, some people can interpret that as being cheap or not as well made or you know inexpensive, which is... As you and I know, completely the opposite. But to a lot of people, that can be that can be how they interpret it. Right, and I think if you don't deck it out with something neat like carbon fiber that says expensive and light, exactly. Because I I think this even happened with like uh, like the Beats by Dre headphones. I hear they put like unnecessary just weighted metal in there to make it feel heavier because people think it feels cheap. If not, I'm sure it got past like a focus group, and that's what they heard, and they're like, okay, we'll just make it heavy. Yeah. I mean, because again, it's a, it's like anything. You pick up a MacBook, right? It's got a little bit of heft to it. It weighs a little bit heavier than you think it's going to, and sometimes it's just it's just to subtly reinforce that this is a quality product. Does it actually perform any better? Maybe, maybe not. But the idea is that it weighs a little bit more, so it's got some substance to it. Yeah. Another one that really caught me was I, I stopped at Nevada, dude. 
Their oh. watches are so well-sized, man. Every single one of them is such a banger. And they're just, I know there's a lot of diversity within each model. And I think they just do that so that you can find one you really like. But the sizing yeah. on their watches is so good. The Deathmaster, I, I finally got to try it on. I want one of those so bad. Are you getting one? I want one. The The Chronomaster is great. Um, it was funny. Uh, the guy working there was like, oh, are you familiar with any of these? And I was like, well, I have that one. <laughs> with the uh, antarctic the super antarctic but uh yeah they had the spider there i was talking about the new blue spider it, it was cool we just did they, we had, ha- did they have no those? no he said it, you oh. know, obviously it's kind of a it's not a limited run but it's uh a, a special like a, edition i think yeah it's like a it's like a retailer exclusive right okay i got gotcha. you damn that's such a such an awesome watch but you know it's cool i got i was like he doesn't need to know why he knows why the brand is cool but i was kind of just like reeling it back to him about how they make things in really good sizes and they're like vintage inspired, but they're not completely like one to ones. And, and, but that was like one of the brands that like I've, I've spoken with their social media so many times just about, you know, how many times have we we covered them here on the podcast? Right. I mean, we love that brand. I'm a big fan of such a cool brand for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little niche, but it's, it's very on point for me, but I, you know, I don't need everything to be exactly what everybody else has. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want that either. I want to collect. And we talked about this before. I want a collection that's truly unique and diversified. And and I think Nevada is just one of those brands. That it's not for everybody. And that's OK. Sure. It doesesn't need to be. But at under a thousand dollars, there's not a lot of brands that can really deliver what this can deliver in its packaging. Yeah, I mean, we talked about what they offer before. I mean, I think I've, that Depth Master, I think Depth Master, I think is a thousand meter diver. Yeah, insane, absolutely insane. And it's thirty eight millimeters and not gigantic. <laughs> no, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make no, sense. Like, legitimately, does not make sense. But you know what? That's fine. It doesn't I, always have to make sense. I finally got to hold a studio underdog, which was cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they had a little booth. They had one of each with the... It was like on a background of what it's like... Uh, what it's supposed to represent? Yes. Yeah. So that was cool. I got to see their their newer ones. Obviously, they didn't have the the orange one. Yeah, well, I mean, the pumpkin was like a one of... Like a one two of two. Of two. Yeah. Yeah, two <laughs> of two. Piece unique. And dude, this story for that is so cool. So yeah. Studio Underdog, if you ever do listen to this, I love the story. What an amazing collaboration between you and I think it's like a 12 year old kid. Yeah. So I dad, think his I dad's think their in the dad, yeah, I think their dad's in the watches. The kid, re, you know, made a studio underdog picture and then colored it in their own scheme with sort of an orange dial. And then they sent it to them and they made two and yeah. they gave them one. And the other one, I think they're, so they're putting towards a charitable donation. Yeah. Yeah. It's the charity, but I mean, just amazing. So. Like, that it's those little things that really make me appreciate a brand because it they're in tune with the collectors, they're in tune with their audience. It's it's somebody who appreciates it appreciates their community. You know, like how many brands would do that? But the idea that this was something that was done by them is so is so cool to me. Yeah. And I think that will transition us into a little bit of what I want to talk about. It's sort of just an extension of kind of what the weekend was about um, and sort of what the panel was about. Like I said, the, the weekend as a whole was pretty surreal. Like I, I can't tell you how many people 
just wanted to come up and talk to me. It was so weird. Like it's such a, I guess because of pandemic time, like yeah, that was, that was kind of when I, I hit my stride. So social opportunities were not there. Yep. Right. And then even last year I missed the year before pandemic. So like, it's been years since I've been to wind up. And now that I got like a, somewhat of a feature there, people know what I look like, but blah, blah, blah. like people want it. Like we're just like coming up and being like, Hey man, like I love what you do, but but and it was just it was fun. It was just fun to do, and I'm, I'm not saying this to, to toot my own horn or anything. It was just a unique experience that I don't think other people will get very often, and it was just yeah. very very cool. Like obviously, first time in my life. So <laughs> no, and 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 again, it's 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 finally connecting with people that that resonate with with what you put out. You know, I mean, it was that the, it, that they the, love. The coolest part is probably they're were people who you know work for well-established established brands who were like thank you and i was like for what and they're like just for doing the stuff that you you know you do and i'm like so cool. making silly jokes and they're like yes but it they're like everybody sees where you're coming from we all you know kind of just nod and i'm like all right i can appreciate that so that was that yeah. was really neat that was that was really really cool well, and again we, and we've touched on this it's like the, the watching industry sometimes takes itself too seriously yeah and it and it becomes too polarized into the fact where you know people get turned off by it yep. because they assume it's a bunch of stuffiness and and you know exclusivity not inclusivity yes and so that's that's sort of where we're going here is that the idea of community is, is sort of what everybody always harps on and even as we mentioned on the panel it's a bit of a double-edged sword right we we, we speak from the the level of including people we want to get people involved even if you're you know collecting whatever it might be courts fashion watches whatever you know, just get in here we'll we'll take you under our arm we'll have some fun right now you have people we've spoken about before gatekeepers people who want you to qualify yourself to them yeah right oh what do you have in your collection you know oh you don't collect vintage why not you know I guess it's the snobs, right? That's kind of yeah, the, the generic, yeah. or, or, the generic or, or, label you stick on them. Or my favorite, oh, you, you're not a real collector until you've collected everything and then sold everything off in your collection. Oh, like, yeah. Come on. Come on. So don't be, don't be that guy. So we all we kind of know about that too. Um, and sort of inclusion is sort of a popular idea now in watches. And I think it's a, a, a good idea and it's, it's sort of the utopian idea we all want. But I don't know if it's the apples to apples comparison that's kind of being made out to be like, I don't think people are trying to exclude other people based on a lot of the common factors that are spoken about in politics. Okay. Like the ones I find mostly are, I mean, I will, I'll say there's definitely some gender bias. I think that's apparent to most people. Yeah. Yeah. I, Especially yeah. when it comes to like watch sizing. I mean, I know we've, we've had a big uproar about, unisex watch labeling and things like that but i mean people yeah. who will just say you're a female you, you can't wear that be watch. wearing this watch yeah. it's too big for you like that's or, just, or, that's or the, the contrary you're a man this watch is way too small for you to wear yeah. it doesn't look good like it, get over yourself right this and, is this is i mean and, and i'll say this real quick this is always something that i that i had to tell people when you know i was selling watches back in the day they would always ask me so what do you think you know, when I'm presenting the watch and they're like, well, how do you think it looks on me? Like, well, if you want my honest opinion, I'm going to always going to tell you it looks amazing. So I'm trying to sell the watch. Right. Like, that's the truth. But I would always ask people is like, you have to tell me what you think. 
Because at the end of the day, if you buy this watch, you're looking at it for the next 10 years, not me. Right. So it better be the right one. Whether it's the size that you want, small or large, the color, it, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever I think is irrelevant, it's whatever you think is most important. And that's true. Why should I care what social media or anybody else tells me I should care about? You know? Yeah. 100%. So stupid. And so I find that to be a big one. I think I think a lot of people would agree with that. That, that you know, watches at least were considered a little bit more of a boys club. Yeah. You know, nowadays, not so much. I mean, well, well, I think it's changing. I think probably like half my friends are female collectors, which is honestly pretty great. Well, and I think it's changing. I'm going to do a little plug here, and I know they're not around anymore, but I think I think 10 and 2 had a lot to do with that. Just from the sentiment change of, hey, you know, women can be into serious collecting, and they featured a lot of women on their podcast, which was amazing. And I think it helped start to help other people understand it. Like, you know what? Maybe we have been prohibitive or not inclusive enough when it comes to to our lady you know fellow collectors because i I i'll never forget that houdinki article where is that the talking watches episode and so with bethany oh god yeah that was bad it was so bad the comment section was the bad part (laughs) it was yeah again i mean it was very cool to see a different type of collector's perspective that collected stuff Solely based on fashion, not necessarily based on, oh, it's a 1016 Explorer. No, no, no. I want a Cartier tank because this is an iconic watch and it's beautiful. That's it. It's quartz. Who cares? To her, it did not matter. But the comment section was so vile. And it was, it's still something to this day that I think was a very, very dark stain on the community at that moment in time. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has changed in the last several years since that happened. But man, it was that ugly. It was bad. Yeah. And I'm, I'm upset because I, I didn't get to say hi to either one of the cats when I was up there. I saw cat shoulders walking around, but I had to go to the panel and I didn't get to see Catelyn, which sucked. Oh man. But she was at, uh, Norcan. No, no, no. I, I know she's, she's with Norcan. Was she at, was she, oh, at I think she was at watch she at- time. That's right. That yeah. She was at one That's time. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, two different things, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff going on that weekend. So. Right. But like I said, I I think that is probably the probably the biggest form of I don't know, I guess you'd say discrimination I've I've witnessed in my my time in in this space. Yeah. And then I'd say the other one is probably more like cla- classism, I guess. Yeah. You know, people like to rag on people for for not having you know. Platinum yeah, I mean Daytona's. <laughs> I I remember I was posting about you know stuff on social media back when I had social media, and this is one of the reasons why I got off of it. But I remember that uh, somebody in the watches left a comment on my page. I forget what it was entailing, but something I had posted like a shot of one of my watches, and basically this guy sent this long comment about how, and I think he phrased it where he called me and the other people that I had, like it was like a, like a communal wrist shot. And I think he phrased it like, Oh, you, you guys are all a bunch of knuckle draggers. Cause you wear Omegas or whatever like that, like implying that somehow we were lowbrow thinkers because we all bought watches that were not of the elite class. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, 
what a jerk. Yeah. Like, I think, I think a lot of these people get mistaken for other people. Like I think a lot of people confuse this group with like the Rolex fanboys because obviously Rolex is associated with wealth. They're yeah. number one in branding. That's going to be where these people are going to gravitate to in the first place when they're really more of like, maybe like a wealth enthusiast as opposed to a, a like a, a Rolex diehard. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause I think those are two different camps. I don't think those are the same people. Um, so I think we might mistake these people at times. Um, but, and also because it's not something quantifiable visually. Like you can't, you make fun of somebody for their physical attributes. That's something you can put together with your eyes, making fun of somebody's socioeconomic class. It's a little more subtle, I guess. Yeah. And I think it flies a little more under the radar. Like I, I don't think people are that in tune to it where I think a lot more people would make comments you know, giving backlash towards that sort of thing if it stood stood out more. Well, and the other thing too is, you know, you have the you have the keyboard. You have the keyboard yeah. to protect you. Yeah. Right. Especially with, with COVID and and the pandemic. Nobody was at meetups. Nobody was doing anything. I mean that's how the that's how your 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 live stream started with with some of your online friends. Right. It's because there was nothing going on. So it made people even feel more emboldened to talk crap about other people and their collections, which I think is so wrong. And especially come at it from a place of elitism or classism. That's messed up because sorry, man, I, I can't go out and buy a paddock. I can't, I literally do not have the resources or the money to do that. Even if I sold everything that I own, it's just probably not going to happen because there's so many other things that I should do with that money. Right now, does that mean that maybe every few years I buy a nice watch? Sure, that's what I do. But no way am, am I gonna somehow be less of a collector because I'm not trying to buy a fifty-eight eleven. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's there are a lot of people who felt emboldened to talk crap about people because they could hide behind their keyboard, they could hide behind their LCD screen, and that's messed up. And, you know, people like they like to pile on. It's sort of that sheep mentality, that group think that I always try to kind of break away from or encourage people to break away from. Yeah. And I think it's it's proved to still be here. And the most obvious example of that is and this came up on the panel, too, was the the Hodinky article. It just came out last week. And for those that don't know, it's about a, uh. a gentleman who wanted to be wearing a specific watch. It happens to be a Rolex GMT Pepsi. And his wife went into labor. They got in the car. He said, I want to be wearing this watch when I have the baby. Ran back inside and got it. Then got back in the car. Went to go take care of business. A little cringe. It, it's it's like Hodinky cringe, like that that style of writing. But at the end of the day, silly, whatever, you know, whatever your opinion is on it, it it's your own. It's fine. But the lengths people went to, not only in the comments, contacting yeah. this guy's wife. You know, going after people personally. And that's the stuff I talk about all the time. There's another person on the other, other end of that screen, man. And 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 that, and it's it's just not deserved. You know, and people ask me, they say, Why didn't you pick why didn't you run with this one? And I was like, dude, if I was this guy's wife, I would be mortified. Yeah. Like the internet, the internet oh roasted this dude for like that's a That's what I'm week. saying. And like, you know, then the dude's name is out there, so you know it, it that'll get back to her. Well, you wrote the article, didn't it? Wasn't it a self written article? Did he? I, I don't think it was. I thought it, I think uh I think Tony I don't remember. I don't. I I glanced through. I didn't read it in, in full definition, but uh, it was a four I, plus I, one. I know that. Yeah, I read enough to know what kind of happened, and 
And again, you know, me being, you know, an expected father, I was like, oh, this is it's like, bro, that should already be in your go bag. <laughs> you <laughs> so know what I mean? not that prepared. I, I I wasn't either. And when it was time to go, I was like, okay, well, let me grab my speedmaster. That was that I was already wearing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and I had two watches. One was in my bag and one was up my wrist. You know, I was like, you know, it just it, it was just a little it was a little cringy for me, the scenario, because I knew that I was about to experience it. Yeah. You know? But uh but you know what the internet did, that guy didn't deserve. And certainly not his wife or his family. Right. Like, get a life. Get a life. You yeah, don't was, need to bother people like that. It was ugly. You know, and you know, whatever your opinion is, it's fine. I'm not saying you have to have one or the other, but you also don't have to, you don't have to share it sometimes. I mean, <laughs> just like keep it moving keep it moving but i you know i think i think that was a, pro- a prime example that yeah that's not we haven't we haven't killed that demon yet no which is unfortunate and it's and it's i don't know man i hope i hope the people that listen to our podcast will will get this and understand it just don't do it there, there's, there is, and not to talk about classism, but there is a thing, you know, called class. Yeah. You know, have class. Would you want somebody to do that about you? You know, the internet is a very unforgiving place. We've sure seen it is. in politics. We've seen it in art and film. We've seen it in so many different avenues of our life. And now we're seeing it in watches as well. There used to be class and there used to be decorum. And it just seems like a lot of that has gone so far out of the window that, we need to we need to make a call for it. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say it right now. If this happens again to anybody, just keep it to yourself. Share it amongst your friends. Talk about it. It's a joke, whatever. But don't go blasting people's reputations and their lives and all this stuff out there. It's just not it's not right. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. And this is one of the reasons why I left the Internet space, because I had to just remove myself from it. It just got to the point where it's just too, too toxic. Sometimes. Yeah. So well, that said, um, I don't think this is a, an isolated type of thing. I think this sort of thing permeates most hobby or collector spaces, things like that. And I think oh, it's for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's just. This is not a watch exclusive thing. This is this is just a an existence thing. It doesn't matter what you're into. It's, it's part of the problem. Right. And I also it's a cultural think, problem. I also think it's more of a few bad apples type of deal like i, I, I will agree. say i would say amongst the people that i have met probably over 95 percent have been just awesome unbelievably people. just wonderful people yeah you know and I, not just because because i have a reputation like people who don't even know me just amazing to talk to yeah and so i don't i don't want i don't want people to think this is a a condemning episode again this is after this weekend like this weekend was just unbelievable it was everything i could have hoped for as far as meeting people that just wanted to come and and hear a stupid guy who makes memes talk so (laughs) yeah but so it's sort of just we we wanted to just talk about i guess the the other side of the coin in in retrospect or in, in uh in comparison to to all the the amazing and actual celebrated things we discuss in community 
all the time. Yeah. yeah. Be aware. Yeah, self awareness. That's something I also self awareness. I also like Be to aware. preach that self awareness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, again, it's important. You know, it having is. an idea of where you stand is is very important. It is. But uh, yeah, I guess with that, I guess we could take this one out on that on that note. Um, yeah, Schmitty, unless you got anything else on your end there. No, man. I just wanted to say, uh, I hope everyone had a great time at Wind Up and all the different watch festivities that happened over the weekend. I hope everyone was safe. I hope everyone had a great time because um, I had to live vicariously through all of you, friends and people that I know that are in the industry and watching the things that you shared and the stuff that you've posted uh, was really, really great. So um, thank you. Thank you for letting me get a little bit of a window into the world of watches from you guys over the weekend through our through our wrist cheese radio account uh it was really nice so appreciate to you guys and uh bro i'm so excited and so happy that you were able to be on that panel i think it's i think that's huge for you i would love to say that i could also be a face of something but you know difference my only gripe about things i don't and i don't know if this is just uh if it's a misunderstanding or what, it seems that whenever people <laughs> reference the pod, they, ah, leave, yes. they leave the radio off. Yeah. I like wrist cheese radio. It's not the wrist cheese podcast. It is the yes. wrist cheese radio podcast. Wrist cheese radio. There are three parts of this title, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if it's because I, I don't know if it's maybe they've heard of wrist check pods. So like, okay, wrist check, wrist cheese. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. Or if they've just neglected the radio, but it's yeah. Rich Cheese Radio. Yeah, there are three guys. We do post about it. It's our uh. official. It's our official logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Rich Cheese Radio, guys, don't forget yeah. it. But thank you to everybody for, who came out this week. Thank to, thank you to anybody who stopped me and talked to me. I, I had so much fun with you guys. I really, I, I can't say enough about it. It was, it was so great, and. Uh, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying the pod, the account, everything. It it means so much, honestly. It, yeah. it it really it made the fact that I've sunk so much time into this very very worth it. Oh, for sure. For both of us, for yeah. sure. All right, on that one, we'll take it out, ladies and gents. We'll catch you next week, Schmitty. Be good, bud. Thanks, buddy.